Hello. From What Goes On Media, this is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast and it's about one of the most important conversations of your life. Hello, I'm Emma Goswell. I'm the host. Time now to hear from Sam. Please note, this was recorded well before the so-called Freedom Day in England and strict Covid lockdowns were still in place. Well, now restrictions have been lifted, literally in the last few days, we're assuming that Sam is out there living her best lesbian life. Uh, You'll understand fully what I mean when you listen to Sam's incredible story in full of taking over 40 years to admit who she really was. I started by asking her where her journey to understanding herself began. To be honest, Emma, probably when I was about 18, which was a long time ago, I discovered the gay village in Manchester went there with a bestie we was in um, one of the bars and I was just thought oh wow this is just amazing and I felt just like a part of it straight away but back then we're 18 living at home and now my dad was really strict and God, he's not here anymore but let's just say I hate to say this but he he didn't like anything in relation to sexuality like anything being different or even he was quite racist as well a bit of a bigot mm. so it was like in a way it's like even though I had these kind of feelings it was like no maybe I'm not supposed to feel like this so I kept it hidden for a very long time to be honest so when you went to the gay bar at 18, though, was that because you knew you were gay or you just happened to go out with a mate and then it suddenly dawned on you? Yeah, it was just, it was, it was simply, it was simply that. That was that first time going and, and feeling attracted to girls. And, um, and in fact, it was in Cruise 101 and I got asked if, uh, by this girl um, to kiss. But I was like, oh, no, no. And I just went, oh, no, no, no. And I, because... I was like, I'm not supposed to feel like this. I don't know. It was, it was just very, it was very confusing. Or maybe she wasn't the one. Were you attracted to her and you sort of denied yourself? She was gorgeous, actually. Oh, God, Samantha. <laughs> I know. I just was like, oh, no, no, no. I just think I was like, again, I think cause this, this, this whole idea of this conforming and who you, you're supposed, in my eyes, of you're supposed to like, I'm supposed to like, a man or a boy I'm not supposed to like a girl and I think that's just because of how being brought up yeah maybe you hadn't had enough cheeky vimptos (laughs) (laughs) it could it could well be I just remember going into gay village it was just amazing and and I mean back then there was like you'd you'd go into Thompson's and you would get there on a Saturday night, you'd be there till Sunday morning, then you would leave there, go to Manto's Breakfast Club, which was like on the Sunday morning, and then you would head back to Thompson on the Sunday afternoon. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm feeling ill at the thought of it. So you were a proper raver then, Sam. Yeah, yeah, and to be well, oh, it used to be a, a podium dancer in Manchester. You did? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> We, I used to go clubbing all over, to be honest. I kind of knew. And over the years, I've had feelings and then I've had, I have had kisses. I have had fumbles. And still, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure and all this. Basically, last year in the lockdown, I gained a qualification in teaching meditation. 
Oh. And it was talking about about being your true self. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to teach meditation and I'm going to be my true self, then I need to say what I truly am. So this is a very recent coming out then, Sam? Yeah. Gosh. And it was quite emotional for myself because I've been fighting, just like kind of fighting it and I don't know why. I don't know, scared whether you're going to be accepted or... And I was like, no, I need to, I need to do this. And straight away, I, um, I messaged my mum. And, you know, my mum was just amazing. She just said, I would never have guessed. That's what she said. But I just want you to be happy. You're getting was... emotional thinking about it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> because my mum is just amazing. My mum is an amazing human. And she just was like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just do be what you want. Be happy. And um, it was like this big, just a huge relief, really. Then I've told my, I've, I've just told like my circle, like my, my my circle of besties, and oh, they went, they they went, love you no matter what. It's fine. And in fact, one of them went. You laugh at this. She said, "Well, do you remember when you come on to my cousin?" When you, she said, and she she went, "Whoa!" And then I went, "Oh yeah, oh of course." So, <laughs> was there drink involved on that occasion, Sam? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just like, uh, just thought, oh, she's nice. <laughs> and you'd forgotten. Yeah. So how come you decided to go down the, was it a text message you sent your mum? How come you decided to go that route rather than tell her in person? Well, actually, what it was, I just, I just, I sent her a message just saying, I've got something to tell you. And then she said, oh, my word, is it anything to be worried about? So I just said, no, I don't think so. <gasps> Oh, I said, can I come and see you? And she went, oh, is it something to be worried about? So then I just said to her, no, what it is? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a lesbian. And then she said, right, that's fine. It's okay. There was no problem whatsoever. And as soon as I went, because she only lives around the corner from me, basically, mm. she just hugged me, hugged me, got me in a hug and said, it's okay. Because, you know, I burst into tears. Because it's huge, you know. You don't know how people are going to be. You might say, oh, I'm fine with everything. But when it actually comes to it, they might not be fine. But I'm quite fortunate, yeah, with everybody who I have has gone, it's okay. So were you surprised by your mum's reaction then? No. If I'm honest, my mum actually, her brother was gay. And um, he unfortunately passed, he died from AIDS. Oh, gosh. So I was like probably seventeen when he when he passed. So he died. He died from AIDS. So, oh, and awful. my mum idolised the brother, and you know she's still heartbroken to this day, um, years and years on. So yeah. she's got gay friends and all that. So she's just okay. It's all these years of thing. It just didn't. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't seem right or whatever. Do you think that was partly your dad or was it society telling you that, you know, you would do something wrong and that you wouldn't be accepted? Well, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's just a mixture. I mean, you know, my dad, he expected a girl to be a certain way and he expected you to act a certain way. And I did rebel against that. I, I rebelled against it a lot. But I also do 
think oh, it's about this with society, even though it's a lot better now. I think there's still a lot of work still to be done, unfortunately, because I think it shouldn't matter who you are or what you are. You're still a human being. Mm. It's sad, isn't it, that it was, what, 2020 when you came out? Yeah. And you came out in a very progressive city in the Western world to a loving mother who didn't care. And yet you still felt this, somehow you felt the gay shame, didn't you? Yeah, I I guess so. I think it was just me inside going because I have had boyfriends. I'm a mother. And I've got, I was like, am I or am I not? It's just fighting with feelings all the time. And you think, I'm just not sure. But now I'm like, I know, I know what I am. I know what I am. I am what I am. Oh. I am what I, that's my song. <laughs> <laughs> so you just slipped into conversation there that you're a mother. Yeah. Um, is that because you went down this sort of heteronormative route and decided that you should get a male partner? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah. And I was actually living in Portugal at the time. I've lived the Canary Islands, I've lived Spain, I've lived... Um... Working as a podium dancer, I uh, hope. Oh, no. <laughs> I was doing bar work, waitressing, selling pub crawls, booze cruises, you name it, I've probably done it. I've probably done it. Karaoke hostess as well. Great. Yeah. Um, so I was living in Portugal and then just, yeah, just met somebody. My son wasn't planned, but he's the best thing ever to happen, he's... He's 15 now and uh, is, an, is an absolute star. So you brought him up on your own then? Yes. Mm. Brought him up from being a bump. <laughs> a bump in my belly, yeah. Oh. Um, uh, unfortunately, I got dumped when I was pregnant. Lovely. Oh, God. <laughs> so you were going out with boys then? You were doing, you were dating men? Yeah, as well? never, to be honest, I have not seen anybody for 15 years. Wow, that's a long time to be single, Sam. Absolutely. I've not had one. Well, that's got to be your choice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's just, um, I think I made the decision. And and to be honest, that my son was my number one Mm. priority. And that was it. And to focus on him. Mm -hmm. But obviously now he's he's coming up to 16. And this is the thing, Emma. Let me just tell you, I actually had this plan in my head of um you know the um what she said about the um the that's been set up the club in Manchester and I was like right I'm gonna go along to one of them I'm gonna go to along to the event and I had it all kind of set up in my head of how I was going to go along to that and then break it to my mum another way. I don't know I'm not whether I'm making sense sense here. But it was almost like I made this, even 2019, I was like, I wanted to say something. Mm -hmm. But it just, I think with all this that's going on, COVID, uh, I just decided, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a So you were geared up to go to your first lesbian night then and it just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. and then it got cancelled and I was like, oh, no, gutted, really gutted. I, and I'm not into really all this online dating and all that. I just rather see people face to face. I wanted to be out there on the yeah. scene. And I feel like this is the world's worst timing, Sam. I mean, you've basically <laughs> taken all your life to accept who you are and 
just at the moment when you're ready to go to a gay club and admit to who you are and meet yeah. women, bloody COVID comes along. You can't go out and meet anybody. I know it's absolutely outrageous. <laughs> it's shit timing. I'm even <laughs> You are raring to go, and you think your option is basically an online dating, isn't it? And then you'd have to, and then you'd have to just go for a, a distanced walk anyway. I mean, I don't know how single people are coping during this. I really don't. Uh, I, I, I know, you know, I mean, it's so tough. As humans, we are, we're not supposed to be like indoors and and not being able to do things. We like to go out or and, and just to socialise and see mm. others and communicate with others. Mm. It's very tough, very, very, very tough. So you've waited all this time. So you've never actually had a girlfriend then? You're still waiting? I'm still waiting. Now, um, do you mind me asking a really rude question? Go on. How old are you now? Well, how um, old were you when you came out last year? That's <laughs> so essentially the same question. So I'm 47. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so I am late. That's quite incredible, isn't it? That is a long time to be in the closet. That's what I mean. It's like, so 28, 30, so 29 years. That's a long time. It Gosh. is. All that time. But you know what I've got to think, though, Emma, is I wouldn't have my son and there's all this. I always yeah. have to, you know, I've heard things before. It's like, you know, there's people who don't come out until even in the 70s or yeah. 80s and stuff like that. And I certainly don't feel far too tough and I still feel like I'm a 18. <laughs> And you look it, darling. You look it. Oh, I, yeah, oh, thank you. I, do, I, do, I don't look it when I've got a hangover. <laughs> oh, I, I look my age when I've got a hangover. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it is. It's a long time. And, and But, as I say, I just feel now that's it. I'm just ready to ready to go when, when we can. That's why I love radio i love the station i love even all the listeners and there's such like a community there and we all rally together and i love that sense of belonging to this community that we're all there for each other even in these times even just a message or by communicating via twitter in that sense it's like even though we're apart we're still together yeah, it's amazing, actually. I have noticed that you're someone that tweets the station quite a lot. And I've yeah. noticed that you, you will interact with a lot of other gay dear listeners as well, whether they're, you know, the other side of the world. And that is yeah. quite beautiful, isn't it, really? And it's, it's just so good that you have, we have the means to do that. Um, but that's what I love about radio is that the listeners are very much involved and a mm. part of it. You might listen to other shows and you don't really, you, you don't hear the, the listeners at all you, or you don't hear anything from the listeners at all. I just think it's 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 amazing and, and Gadio has been a, a real, real big lifeline. God, um, that's, that's so good to hear. It's turning into a Gadio advert this, but you know, that's why I wanted to work for the station right from the first off yeah. like 13 years ago or however long ago it was, just because it's all about normalising it, isn't it? And every single presenter is pretty much out and proud and, and, and is talking about stuff that affects them. And just, you know, it's just not a deal, is it? It's just people are listening to men talking about their boyfriends or people are non-binary presenter talking about being non-binary. And it just normalises it, doesn't it? It just makes you feel like you're part of it. 
Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing, and it's about normalising that it, it doesn't matter whether, whether you're gay or you're trans, lesbian, it's it's by speaking out about it. Now it's, it's trying to, it's normalising it. Yeah, so do you think gay DIY might have helped you come out even? Yeah, definitely, absolutely. There was a definite influence of, of me going, oh my word, and I just loved listening and all this and going, why am I not saying anything? Why am I not doing anything when, you know, and, and, and it did. So I, I, I am really, <laughs> I am, I'm really <coughs> thankful to Gadio. And even as I say to listeners who have like become friends and I was telling them about, I really want to come out, da, 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 and they were saying, but, you know, you do it in your own time when it feels right. Yep. Um, everybody's on their own journey and it just felt right and do you feel happier for doing it yeah I do I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulder I feel like uh I th- yeah I just feel lighter I say I just feel I'm ready <laughs> get me out <laughs> get do you know what we, do you know my mum said oh yeah. my word oh my word oh my word what you what you're going to be like and I says no, I just, I just can't wait. I'll be skipping down Canal Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, maybe you should do an advert for a girlfriend now. I mean, what, what are you looking for? Who are you looking for? Oh. What's your, have you got a type? Do you know? Oh well, long hair. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite glam. Yeah. Like maybe blonde. <laughs> I mean, I do like somebody. <laughs> Sounds like you're describing Jesse from Gadia, though. From honest. <laughs> Have I hit the nail on the head there? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm so subtle, aren't I? Yeah, really, as as a brick, I'd say. Uh, you know, oh, it's, it's a shame a... she's in Benidorm. <laughs> and I'm excited because, like I say, to when I can go out and venture out and and just and be me, truly me. Mm. And I've been late coming, but I am. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Exactly how I've been about doing this with you today. I was like, oh, a new chapter, if you like, isn't it? So, did you come out to your son? So, yeah, I am going to. Yeah, but I'm not at the moment because purely because he has enough going on with school, exam, or this. But I know he'll be fine because Mm. he is like. He is great, but I just think at the moment he's got enough going on with his own thing. So I would say probably another year when he's left school, I think just let him get this, yeah. get his own thing because he's got his own hormones and stuff like that. It's not that I'm ashamed or anything like it's nothing like that. I just think that he has enough of his own things to deal with right now. He'll probably just go, right, what's for tea now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe the time would be right in a year or two's time when you're dating a glamorous blonde and you might want to introduce him to her. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, come come home and all that and he'll just be, oh, right, okay. I just know, honestly, he's, he's, he's the most relaxed, chilled out. He looks out for me because it's like me, me and him. He's, he's an absolute star. I know whatever I say to him, he'll just go, all right, that's fine. But I just think 
right now, what with the school and all this, I just think it's not quite right now. No, there's no rush, is there really? I mean, that's what people say about coming out to yourself or to everyone. You know, there isn't a ru- there isn't a rush, is there? And this is the thing, you know, Emma, as well. It's like I've told my close circle of mates, um, obviously my parents know and stuff, and I'm telling people on an as and when, yeah. because I just think it's not something that I just need to. I'm just telling people. I go, oh, and and you know, and they're just like, oh, that's that that's fine. That's how I'm. That's how I'm. I'm dealing with it. But I'm just happy. I just feel so happy that all my besties that I have told, they're all be like, fine, still love you. They don't and care. Like, oh, my word, you know. Gosh. So, any regrets for leaving it so long, or are you just happy with the the journey that you've been on? I never have any regrets. Actually, I never have regrets. I'm just, um, as I say, to be honest, uh, I've had. I have had a few fumbles with girls and kisses and all that. And I say now I'm just ready to, I know exactly who I am. I'm just um, ready to my new chapter and um, to be truly me. Fabulous. And what would you say to that 17-year-old Sam going to a gay club for the first time? Oh, my word. I should have gone for it when I was... (laughs) (laughs) Because believe it or not, and I know it's hard to believe this, but as much as I loved going out and stuff, I could get shy. I could be shy as well. <laughs> People who know me would think, "What you?" But um, yeah, it would just be to just to have gone for it. Really, I just smile. There were good times, really good. Times. No, <laughs> I hear something. And I go, oh, my word. And it'll just, um, like, take me back to dancing on a Sunday morning and stuff like that. Great times, great times. Ah, but just imagine how great the times are to come in the future, Sam. I'm excited for you. (laughs) I want COVID to end for, you know, lots of um, good altruistic reasons, but mainly so that you can go and find a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I know. I, honestly, I am. I'm, 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 I'm excited, and as I say, and I think by going on these the nights and lesbian nights and meeting others, and I honestly, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I keep saying every time I see a post come up, and I'm like, oh, I hope it goes ahead. I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there first in line getting my ticket. <laughs> You will. Oh, my God. Well, best of luck with your future love life and meeting Mrs. Wright. And you 100% deserve it. And you will get it. Let's just get COVID out of the way first. Absolutely. Oh, th- thanks so much for um, having me on here today, Emma. I really appreciate it. And um, if it just helps somebody else think, this sounds like me or, oh, I can do this. I can come out, at, you know, and then that's great. Exactly. Better late than never, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> huge thanks to Sam for chatting to me. And if she's anything like I was, she'll now be like a kid in a candy store, literally lapping up the gay scene. Now it's fully reopened again. Good luck, Sam. And keep us posted on finding the woman of your dreams. Oh, and there was a big advert for Gaydia in the middle of that, wasn't there? If you've never heard of it, it is the world's biggest LGBT radio station based in Manchester. I still work there, actually. Um, You can download the app for free and listen on your smart speaker in the UK 
or you can listen online wherever you are in the world. Hey, get ready for the next episode of Coming Out Stories, though. It's a whopper. I'm talking to a drag queen called Val Qaeda. Yes, the name is deliberately provocative. It is a tough listen, but it's really, really worth it because the story does have a happy ending. But age just 15, their strict Muslim mum threw them out, forcing them to live with their grandparents until this happened. In the end, my mum randomly, after like a couple of months of me living at my grandparents, ended up calling them out of spite and um, saying, you didn't realise why I kicked him out. And they were like, why? He's gay. Grandad went into like a flurry of rage and violence and he just grabbed me by the throat 